It's so good to be with all of you today, and I uh, just want to welcome everybody uh, gathering across all of our physical locations and anybody joining us online. And uh, what we want to do right now uh, across all of our locations, could we just put our hands together and show some love for our moms joining us today? Love you all and appreciate you so much. And I think, uh, I think every day uh, should be Mother's Day. I remember when I was a little kid walking into church with my mom on Mother's Day, and I said, why do you get a special day? And I was like, what, what, when is it going to be Kids' Day? And she's like, every day is Kids' Day. And, uh, <laughs> and so I just want to uh, celebrate all the moms uh, joining us. I also just want to acknowledge that I know that this day can be challenging for any number of people for a variety of reasons. I know that maybe many of you are here today and you no longer have your mom with you. Uh, maybe uh, you no longer have your kids with you. Uh, maybe you uh, would really love to be a mom and uh, it's just not unfolded for you uh, in that way. God just hasn't had that plan for your life uh, in, uh, so f- to this point. And I just wanna, I just wanna let you know that we see you and as a church family, I just wanna acknowledge that grief and that pain that you're walking through and to let you know that we're specifically praying for uh, those of you uh, that are maybe walking through that today. And uh, I wanted to um, have just a, a special conversation today on Mother's Day. And so I asked a, a friend of mine if she'd be willing to come and join me on stage just to have a conversation about uh, motherhood and uh, her faith and, and uh, what God is doing in her life. And she graciously said yes. And so today, uh, Maddie Wentz is going to join me out on this platform. For those of you who do not know uh, who that is, uh, Maddie is married to Carson Wentz, who is an NFL quarterback, uh, played for the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, played for the Colts, and now he's going to be playing for um, Washington Commanders. And so uh, would you please, uh, across all of our campuses, would you put your hands together and give a warm Traders Point welcome to Maddie Wentz. Well, Maddie, thanks so much for being willing to come and uh, on Mother's Day. So happy Mother's yes. Day to you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, <laughs> for those uh, who uh, may not uh, know who you are or your story, just tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah. So I heard you do a little intro, but my husband is Carson. He um, is an NFL quarterback. So he told you guys we started out in Philly, New Jersey. We're here last year, loved our time here, and now um, we actually just finished moving to Virginia, so we're back for the weekend, uh, celebrated our daughter's second birthday yesterday. Um, but yeah, we have two girls, one is two, one is six months, and life is busy, we're in the thick of it. So um, that's a little bit about me. Uh, I actually grew up in Lexington, so not too far from here. Have my family close, any Kentucky oh. people? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah, so that's a little bit about just my backstory. But yeah. Well, uh, I know you and Carson moved to Indy a little over a year ago for the mm-hmm. first time. It's whenever we got introduced. And uh, it's just been yeah. great to, to get a chance to get to know you guys a little bit. In fact, we brought a picture of your family for those who may not know. So tell, tell us, just give us some yes. introductions there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we actually realized in first service this morning that um, him and his wife, Lindsay, were actually over the first time our daughter took steps. So yeah, had, she started Hadley. Hadley I, yeah. I'd like to think it was the pastoral blessing over I your think house. So. 
I definitely think that's just true. Just helped her walk, maybe not. But. Yeah, so my husband, Carson, he's amazing. He's sitting right in the front down here. Um, couldn't do motherhood without him, so he's a great dad. Um, Hudson is the one he's holding, six months old almost, and then Hadley is our two-year-old. She is very spunky, sassy. I told everyone, if you've had her in children's ministry, you've probably heard her loud, singing, dancing, whatever. She is, she's spunky. So we have a lot of fun, super busy, um, but it's a joy being their mom. Are the, so. are the two girls, how are they different? How are they alike? Yeah, it's interesting. Hudson's personality is just starting to come out, but I don't know. They were both like super smiley and... I think they get that from you. Yeah. Carson has so. a nice smile as well. I don't want to take that away. But. Um, but yeah, so Hudson has been a little more like personal touch. Like I can tell she likes to be held more. Hadley was always like, I'm good. Let me go. <laughs> so that's a difference, but it's hard to tell when they're so young. So we'll see. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, you'll but figure that out. Yeah. yeah. Wait till they're teenagers. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I know. That's what my husband all the time is like. When they're both uh, in high school. Uh -huh. That'll be that'll be your time to shine. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so, uh, Lexington is where you came from originally. Yeah. T tell us just a little bit about the family that you grew up in. For sure. Um, yeah. So I grew up in Lexington, not too far from here. Um, I actually grew up in a household where my parents were divorced, um, and I always kind of viewed that as a negative thing. I would look to other families and just think like oh man, they're all so perfect, and why is my family the one that's messed up? Um, but I've truly seen God just use that in ways that I would have never imagined. Um, and I've been able to walk through a lot of life with people who have had the same situation. And so I remember vividly a moment in Haiti where God kind of brought it full circle for me. Um, I worked in Haiti in the summers and was just kind of um, in a circle of kids and they were all coming from single parent homes. And it was that moment where God kind of spoke to me and just said like, hey, that you went through this so that you can impact them. Um, and so ever since then, I've kind of shifted my perspective and just continued to ask God, like, what do you have for me in this? And how can I walk with this um, just with other people? And so it really has been a blessing just as I've shifted my perspective and invited God in just to see the redemption of that. So, yeah. How old were they when you, they got divorced? I was six years old, six. so pretty young. Yeah. yeah. And you have two, is it two sisters? Two sisters, yeah. yep. One is two years older and the oldest is six years older. So, yeah. yeah. How, did that, how did that impact you all as young girls? Yeah. I mean, I think for each of us, it was probably a little different. I was very young. Um, so I feel like I had like a vague memory of it, but my older sisters, I would say definitely probably affected them a little bit more. Um, but I think growing up when you're like splitting time between two homes, it's like, it's a lot on a kid going back and forth. And, um, I mean, now my parents get along fine and it's great, but, um, there's a lot of just like divide. And so I feel like navigating that as a kid is just like, kind of confusing in a way, um, but I also have just seen God has like totally redeemed that part of just relationships in my family. So it's been really cool at the same time. Yeah, so. yeah. So at what age did you give your life to Jesus? When, when did that come into the equation? Was that before the divorce? Was that after? Like what was That was after for sure, yeah. yeah. So we actually grew up going to church um, 
And I think like growing up, maybe a lot of you can relate to this, maybe you can't, but um, it was kind of just something we did, right? So I just go, I'm like, this is great. I think I know Jesus. I'm singing the songs, going to youth group. I'm like, this is fun. And I feel like youth group in high school kind of for me was more like socialization Mm -hmm. until I like started to get to the end of high school. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, I had, I actually interned in student ministry at our home church in Lexington. Um, and I had a mentor, her name was Mallory, and she was just like the first person to really like invest and hold me accountable and everything. And so she'd have me do a Devo every day I came in and it was the first time I was like consistent with like the word and um, just really owning my faith on my own, not it being my parents or anyone else's, but really taking that step for myself. Um, and so she kind of helped me see just how I, I needed to accept God as my personal savior, not my parents know him and so I know him. Um, so that's when I first initially invited Jesus into my life and still growing every day and learning and being challenged and some yeah. days I struggle. So, so it's an everyday journey, but I would definitely say high school yeah. was the turning point. Senior year? Yeah. Yeah, yep. me too in, in a lot of ways. Like I grew up in church and I really resonate with that. Like yeah. it's, it's, I don't remember a time where my family didn't attend church. So it was just like what we did. So the challenge, there was many blessings that came with that, but the challenge that came with that is you sort of almost slip into autopilot. Yep. And you're just kind of like, wow, this is all I've ever known. And I've not really come to grips with my own personal decision around this. Mm-hmm. And so it was a senior year in high school as well. So yeah. that was, I know you, ha- you had a great church uh, background there, that especially that towards the latter end of high school. I appreciate you mentioning your, your mentor that walked with you through that. Yeah. But then you graduated high school and then you um, went to Bible college. Well, this is where this our paths, again? I don't know. I'm this like... is where we have a little bit of similarities here. So you moved to my hometown, actually, in yes. Joplin, Missouri. Tell us a little bit about that. Why would you do that? Yes, I'm not going to skip over this part. But, um, <laughs> no, don't, don't. Feel we free. went to the same school. He went there way before I went there. So <laughs> he's trying to just move past it, but we're going to just address well, it's it. Just, so it's It's fine. just that every time we bring it up, you have to mention that. <laughs> I don't know why you have to mention it. It's so, just, it was just 20 years now. Can't That's... skip over it. I know. <laughs> but yes, I uh, went to the same place. If you know anything about Joplin, Missouri, there's about one thing to do. You go to the falls. Am I right? The yeah. falls. Yeah. <laughs> See? They don't even know what we're I talking know. about. <laughs> um, yes, but there's basically nothing to do there. So how God got me there, I'm like... I don't know. I still am like, thank you. But um, my original plan, my plan was to go to uh, Ole Miss. And then once um, I was working there with my mentor my senior year, just things started to shift in me. And I I felt God kind of calling me to do something different. Um, And we actually had a student from Ozark Christian College there at the time. And he had been kind of saying, just check it out, just check it out. And um, so I finally ended up doing it. And I knew when I was on the campus, that's exactly where I was supposed to be. And that's where God was calling me. Um, And that I truly believe just kind of changed the trajectory of my life. I know God would have still worked in and through me if I went to Ole Miss, but I truly believe that's what had um, he had in store for me because that's ultimately what led me to Haiti and to my husband. And um, mm. so, yeah, it, it was a really unexpected story, but yeah. just kind of how it happened. I think it was Oswald Chambers who said, God redirects paths at Bible college, which is kind of an interesting <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Well, I know that like when you and Carson first moved to Indy, I don't think I've ever told you this, but the president of Ozark Christian College texted me and he said, oh. hey, uh, Carson's wife, Maddie, attended Ozark. Here's what he said. He goes, she's the real deal. <laughs> so I was like, all right, looking forward to meeting her and having That's her make awesome. fun of my age. I just uh, <laughs> appreciate that. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're great. <laughs> That's too much. So, um, but you didn't, you didn't graduate from Bible college. Uh, you, uh, I think, transferred to Missouri Southern yeah. State University, right? I went to Missouri Southern for a little bit and then transferred home to UK. Um, yeah, so I was working in Haiti in the summers, so I would live there for like three months at a time. So Ozark from Kentucky was about 10 hours away, and um, there was just a lot going on in our family. And so I kind of decided to move back home to be closer to family. And um, yeah, so ended up there and... Um, I feel like we were talking through it this morning, but um, my mom and I actually were like best friends now, which is crazy. Um, but God has done a work in our relationship because we weren't as close when I was younger. So you've probably seen her around here a ton because she is with us all the time. She is my best friend. <laughs> um, but all of that to say, I just want to encourage anyone who's out there that maybe has a broken relationship with their mom or your mom and you have a broken relationship with your daughter or son, um, don't be discouraged. I remember, I know my mom had always been praying for us and just relationships in her life. And I feel like it takes, it takes the same from both sides to kind of break through. Um, but if you're willing to do that, God can really have um, just a reconciliation story for oh. you. So that's such a good word. And I know you just blessed a bunch of people by saying that. So, thank you. so, um, so you worked, you know, summers in Haiti. And so did you relocate there full time? I did not live there full time. I was only there in the summers for like three to four months at a time okay. when I was in college. Yeah. Um, so, and so you're, I know where we're going. In, you're in Haiti. <laughs> You're, you're doing God's work and some tall redhead shows up on the scene. So tell us a little bit about how you and Carson met and how all that went down and yep. what your dad, the kind of advice your dad gave you, all, yeah. the, all the fun stuff, all the details. So the reason he points out my husband is a redhead is I said, um, and this was when I was younger, like I was, I think, early college. I had said, I will never date a redhead. I will never date an athlete, and I will never move more north. <laughs> so you see where, where we ended up. So all of those things happen. So never say never. <laughs> um, but yes, God always has different plans. Uh, but yeah, so I worked for Mission of Hope, an organization in Haiti, and um, I would lead trips that came in. So if you came in, I'd lead you throughout the village. And then my last summer, I was doing more logistics in the office, working directly with the Haitian people. And so um, my husband came down with our pastor from New Jersey and a few teammates, and we actually met there. I was leading a tour, um, just kind of giving vision about the campus. And um, at the end of the tour, we met, started talking, and um, he can tell his side of the story one day. Oh, maybe. I've heard. Yeah. I've heard. <laughs> he was very persistent. If you know him, he's very persistent. So he pretty much knew I was going to be his wife that day. I did not. So um, anyways, uh, yeah. So did he pull the God told me? Did he say that? No, he okay, did. I, I did not. He did have confirmation from God that day, but he did not tell me until after we were married. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, but it was, it was good. He, um, 
is incredible. He did send me flowers on my birthday after we had met and that kind of creeped me out. <laughs> so we, we pumped the brakes for a little bit until I got home from the summer. I really just wanted to focus on my work there. Um, but when I got back, I pretty much knew that's who God had as my husband. And so, um, yeah, we pretty much started dating. But the funny part about that is my dad worked with athletes growing up and he had always told me never date an athlete. So that's where that one came from. Um, yeah, and so, but he's incredible. There's a lot of amazing athletes out there. So just kind of a funny little side note. Yes, so. yes. And we'll get into some of the dynamics of being an athlete's wife, yeah, like, you know, here in just a minute. Sure. But um, so I know uh, one of the things that I really, really respect about you, uh, Maddie, is just, just how um, grounded you are, um, how real you are, and your humility. So I know that Several months ago when I reached out to you and said, hey, would you consider coming and sharing on Mother's Day? I just loved your response. And oftentimes I'll pay attention to the way that people respond. You know, if they jump too quickly, I'm like, oh, they want the platform too much. Mm -hmm. Or if they're just like, oh, no, 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 I can never do that. Um, uh, but your response was perfect. You just said, can I pray about it? And I just thought, wow, like absolutely. And so I think that you were just very calculated, very measured, very prayerful in wanting to come and share. Mm -hmm. And I love your humility because the thing you said back to me was you said, well, Aaron, you know, I'm such a young mom. I'm so inexperienced. What could I say that would be helpful to all the ladies in the room? And I really, really appreciate just your humility and just your um, self-awareness and all of that. And I think that's part of what gives you the voice and the platform that you have is because you recognize the season of life that you're in. You're young. I don't know, 20 years younger than me or whatever. <laughs> We're not counting. Um, but... That, um, but you are in a unique situation in the sense that you married somebody that everybody knows. Mm -hmm. So I can't even imagine what that would fully be like is that um, there's a, there's, you're a young mom, you're still learning and growing, you know a lot more than what you think you know, but uh, you ramp that up by like a million just because all eyes are on you, the spotlight's on you, the internet has all kinds of fun things and opinions to say about you and your husband. Yep. So what, what is that like for you as a mom yeah. right now? I think um, personally we've really had to remove all of that. So I know nowadays social media is like a huge thing. Um, so for our family, we've kind of chosen to unplug. So we don't really know a lot of what's going on or what's being said unless someone tells us. So <laughs> that happens a lot. Um, but yeah, I think the hardest thing is I'll naturally hear some things that are said about him or my family that are uh, kind of just direct attacks on us as people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where I just have to step back and say, like, ultimately we know our identity in Christ. And mm -hmm. a lot of stuff comes from the outside of people that don't directly know us. Um, and I think it's one of those things we say all the time. We've just got to let it fall off our shoulders, like just let it go. Um, because I do think like a lot of the times if we sit down with people and they can start to understand our life, like we really are relatable. <laughs> we go through the same stuff that mm -hmm. everyone goes through and our life isn't any more, any greater than anyone else's. And so um, I feel like kind of unplugging from social media has truly been a blessing for us. Mm -hmm. um, but also there's like this kind of just standard, I guess, and expectation of like perfection or like what people expect me to be. Like I even remember I ran into a high school friend at a wedding a while ago and she's like, wow, like you haven't changed. And I'm like, 
yeah, like, <laughs> I'm the same. <laughs> but it was weird for me to hear that because I'm like, I guess that's people's perception of like, oh, you became a NFL wife and you must be this way. And so um, that was just a reminder of, uh, for me just to stay the course and be who I've always been. And so, yeah, it's definitely a struggle. I'm always learning and this lifestyle comes with a lot of challenges for sure, which I know we'll get into. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, a blessing in a lot of ways. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think you bring up an interesting point, you know, whether it's, you know, the NFL or it, it, this, I think this happens for all of us. And I appreciate you saying what you said about social media I think social media can be a great tool for a lot of things. It can also be really dangerous if we find ourselves on it a lot. Um, we're always sort of presenting like the best version of ourselves. So then people get this perception that they just must have it all figured out. And when you say like you guys aren't reading, uh, you know, what people are saying about you, I believe you. I think it was like halfway through the season. It's like a rough week and uh, uh, in the media. And I reached out to Carson and just said, hey, man, praying for you this week. And he was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was Did like, something happen? Uh, yeah. nothing, uh, <laughs> just in general. Um, Happens a lot, yeah. But uh, so I really, really respect that because I think there's probably some of us personality types that would just be maybe combing through everything people are saying. And that's just not healthy. But I think it brings up a real interesting point. I think especially when it relates to motherhood. Because mm -hmm. ladies, regardless of who they're married to or if they're married or what they do for a living or what their husband does for a living, yeah. there's a lot of pressure nowadays mm -hmm. of, you mentioned it, like perfection. Um, to, to provide for my kids, to be enough for my kids, to almost be perfect for my kids. Or for my kids to be perfect and to yeah. compete, whether at sports or school or whatever. So... Um, Speak a little bit to what you feel like the pressures are on ladies in particular around motherhood nowadays and then what you're maybe even seeing from some of the other NFL wives that you've had the chance to spend some time with. Yeah, I think a big thing right now is comparison. I think that a lot of that can stem from social media, um, but even just in general, we have so many resources that can be good. Um, but also at the same time can bring struggle as well. And so um, I know it's just big to compare like how long your baby's sleeping or are they breastfed or are they, like it doesn't matter, they're fed, like <laughs> one of those things. Um, but there's always things that we're comparing and it almost feels like a one-up kind of culture. Like, can I do this better? Can I do this better? Um, and so that's one of the things us as a, a group of women just in the Bible study this past year, we talked about is like, what can we remove um, from our lives that kind of feeds the comparison? Um, and that's different for everyone because every, what everyone struggles with is different in each lane. And so you kind of have to figure out for yourself, like what's feeding my insecurity and kind of just target it from there. But I would say for sure in this culture right now and um, just the time we're living in, it's comparison. And I've really seen that eat away at um, moms. And even myself, I see if I start to get into that, I get discouraged as a mom. And I know I'm like a great mom. So I'm like, when I start to get discouraged, I'm like, I know I'm letting the enemy in. And um, I know I need to kind of refocus and shift my perspective. And ultimately know like God chose me to be Hadley and Hudson's mom and nobody else and no one can do it better than me. Mm -hmm. And if you're a mom in the room, he chose you to do the same. And if you're not a mom yet and you wanna be and you desire that, God sees you, 
He knows your cry. He hears you. Um, if you've lost your mom, same thing. I know my mom has lost her mom, and it's hard not to be able to pick up the phone and call. And um, I just want you to know you're seen and you're loved. And that's something I feel like as moms, it can often just get swept under the rug. You're always doing, 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 and sometimes a lot goes unseen. Um, so I just want you to know that you're seen. There's so many types of moms. However you got that title, foster mom, whatever it is, just know that you're seen, you're appreciated, and you're loved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for that. It's such a good word. It's such a good word. Um, this, this wasn't a question we talked about last hour, but I, I just want to ask you, yeah. um, like, what do you think, like, when we hear that phrase, like, I'm going to find my identity in Christ, you know, I think when we're talking about, like, insecurities and loneliness and comparison, a lot of those are identity yeah. issues. So uh, oftentimes we'll hear people say, no, you know, I find my identity in Christ. What do you think that means? What do you think it doesn't mean? What's a healthy perspective on identity in Christ? Yeah. I think really it's like a stripping away process. So I always like to start with like, yeah, what is it not? It's not comparing myself to people. It's not listening to who others say I am. That's what we get a lot of what people want to label us as. And I'm like, but if you knew us, that's really not who we are. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's a stripping away, like a pruning process. So many times throughout scripture, it talks about this refining refining fire, this process. Mm -hmm. um, and so I always love to think about my identity in that way. So like, what is God trying to take away from me to make me a better person? And sometimes it is like, we're in the middle of a big transition and it totally caught, off, caught us off guard. Mm -hmm. And so we're in this season of like, okay, what is God trying to do? Um, and we thought, you know, it's like, we thought we had it not all figured out, but we thought God was really using us here. And we had big plans for what the next few years were gonna look like and dreams and hopes for our NFL community here in Indy. And so um, just when that changes, it's kind of like, okay, what, what's happening? But I think just having your roots deep and knowing who God says you are and God's promises is so important. Um, and ultimately that comes from the word. You can't get that anywhere else. And so knowing who God says you are, um, he's called you his beloved, you're his daughter, you're chosen, um, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And that has really impacted me of just knowing I'm nothing anyone else says I am. I'm only who he calls me to be. Oh, that's so good, Maddie. Thank you. Yeah. So let's talk about the last few months. As I know, it's been challenging and it's been hard. And I love just how real you've been and all that. And I've had a chance to sit with Carson and, and talk with him some about it as well. And yeah. for those who don't know, you know, Carson was our quarterback here in Indy for the past year and, and then just got traded a few months ago to Washington. And, you know, you just didn't see it coming. I know you've developed roots here. You've had family and friends move here. And so um, walk, walk us through, like, what has that been like for you? And what do you feel... I love what you said about just that stripping away. That it's, you know, as much as we would love it for our character to be shaped on the mountaintops, and I think God can do that, but most of the time he's shaping us through challenge and difficulty. Mm -hmm. And this has certainly been challenging and it's been emotional. Yeah. So, because it's not just like a trade, there's like been attacks on character. Yeah. So um, what's God teaching you right now in this season that you're in? Yeah, I think it has been challenging. Um, I love control, so if there's any moms out there. Any control freaks any control in the crowd? Control freaks, I don't know. Control freak Nobody. Christian church wow, right I'm here. I'm on my own. 
All right, I saw a few of that. Thank you, I appreciate it. Everyone else, I think you're just lying, but it's fine. <laughs> um, no, anyways, yeah, so it has been challenging. If you know me, I'm a pretty bubbly person, um, but this past month has probably taken a lot of that out of me. Um, I will get emotional, but um, to the point where like I look back and I'm like, whoa, that was like a dark place. Um, I remember the song, Same God, that they played in worship this morning came on the weekend we got traded and um, I like couldn't sing it. Like I just stood back there and I was listening, but I was just crying. And after service, I came up to be prayed for because I, I knew and I've always known who God is, but sometimes you're in a season where you just can't sing it or you just don't feel it. And so I was just feeling a huge disconnect. Um, and one of my friends said, like, sometimes you just have to sing until you do believe it. And that's exactly what I've done. And like, I was able to stand down here and worship this morning. And it still makes me emotional, but I'm on the other side and I've seen God's provision and his faithfulness uh, through this transition. But it's definitely, I think it's easy for people to look at our family and think, oh, they have it all together. Or they have everything they need. And um, in a lot of ways we do, but at the same time, we're human. And we have all the same feelings that everyone else does. And transition with kids isn't easy. We have a two-year-old and a six-month-old. And so it's been hard. And there's been days where I just want to give up. And I'm like, how in the world am I going to get through this? And I developed a really strong relationship with the, a lot of the women mm. here in Indy, and um, it's hard leaving. And so um, I think it's one of those things where my husband and I were just confused, like, God, what are you doing? And we thought, like, you called us here, and we just, we had a lot of confirmation coming here, and so we were just confused. But ultimately, we've gotten to this point of just saying like, God, we surrender, we trust you. And we know ultimately like this life is not our own and it's all for him and um, whatever is gonna bring glory to his kingdom and um, draw more people to him. And so we're excited now, I can say. Mm. Um, we've been meeting some of our teammates there and I, I already love like all of them, mm. uh, which is great. But needless to say, um, transition is tough. And I know as a mom, in the NFL life or not in the NFL life, you're stuck with a lot of the picking up the pieces and it's a lot. Um, so you're constantly getting the kids ready, constantly dragging them everywhere, picking, like packing up all the stuff, picking up after them, all the little things that go unseen. I think I struggle with that at times because he gets praised for like a Sunday, right? Like it's like- Throwing the ball. Yeah, yeah. and he, and there is a lot of negative negativity all the time. <laughs> But he gets a lot of praise, right? And I'm like, I'm over here like grinding to get these kids everywhere. <laughs> and I'm like, sometimes I just feel a little unseen. And so I feel like if you're a mom, you've probably felt that way at some point, um, a little unseen, unheard. Um, like you're just not appreciated in, in times. And so I wanna speak to you today and just tell you, we see you, mm -hmm. we love you. You do more than you know. Um, and that God sees everything. I always have to remind myself of, like I can't escape from his presence. He's always there, he's always pursuing me. And I want you to know the same of he, he's always watching over you. He's always with you, even when it feels isolating, even when you feel alone, because as moms I know that's a huge feeling that we feel a lot of the time. Um, but just know that he's with you. And when you're discouraged, 
I oftentimes just pray and ask him to just comfort me. Mm. God, comfort me because I need you. Um, and I think that song is perfect. My God, I, got, my God, I need you. Mm. Um, and that has been my anthem lately. So mm. I love that so much. Yep. Um, you know, I think it, it, you know, it's been said that character isn't what comes out when everything's going your way, but character is what is revealed when things don't go your way. And so I think I've, you know, loved and respected both of you uh, since the time I got a chance to meet you. But even just in the way you guys have handled this unexpected transition and just the, the, the things, the mean things that people will say. Uh, and just the character, you know, just the fact that you're like, hey, you know, God is the same God. I've got the smile on my face. Says so much about who you are. And I can say that for Carson as well. And I just really appreciate that. I think the thing that... Um, stands out to me so much. There's just like this moment in time. You all, Carson got traded on a Wednesday afternoon. And uh, I remember hearing the news. It was the same day of our worship night, if any of you recall that, this past uh, spring. And I honestly didn't know if you guys were gonna show up. And then, you know, Carson texts me. He's like, we can't find a place to park. <laughs> and uh, so you, you guys came in and I was kind of standing next to you. And I know it was a rough day. Like you had just gotten the news three hours or so before worship night, you guys came and it snapped just a, a quick picture of the two of you just worshiping that night. Um, that says it all. Like, I just love that posture uh, of just recognizing that you just received some really difficult news and yet you were gonna be in the house of the Lord, like worshiping with his people and just the surrender that took place there. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I just wanna say just a couple of things to you. First of all, I just wanna say, I'm so sorry for the, just the unfortunate things that people say about your husband's occupation in a game. You know, it's a game. And uh, we can get so wrapped up in that. And um, I was talking to Carson about this before. Uh, where, you know, he's so quick to deflect a lot of that stuff too. But I just said, you know, every single one of us in our occupations, we all have good and bad days in our occupations. Yeah. The big difference is that we don't have the whole world doing commentary on it. You know, it's like, you just want to continue. Hey, replay that, replay that, you know, bill that you forgot to pay over and over and over again. And, and so uh, I just want to, um, you know, thank you guys for the character that you display. Um, you know, you were here in our community as part of the Colts organization for a year, but you guys made a huge impact. And I think that the attack is only a sign of the fact that of who you guys are in Christ. And I don't want to over-spiritualize it or say that there's a demonic thing, but um, I do think that there's an enemy that like really despises that. So he just, he really churns all that stuff up. To me, it just feels unprecedented. And so I, I think that that just shows that you're a threat to hell and uh, God's proud of you. And I just want to honor you. Just thank, uh, you. thank you guys. Thank you. Um, you, you really are. You, you guys are the real deal and I appreciate it. Um, one last question here. I'm really interested in this one because I am a husband uh, to a mom and I have a mom. Um, what types of things do, can we as, as guys do to stay out of trouble, um, <laughs> to, to, you know, bless you? Like, how can we serve you? What are the things that we do poorly? What are the things that we do well? En encourage us a little bit. I, I, I want to I do things better. <laughs> okay. 
I got this. My husband's intently listening. Right <laughs> uh, yes, so I do think men are quick to want to fix things. Um, mm. And I've noticed that in my husband. I think the consensus from a lot of my friends, their husbands are the same way. Um, and I think that can be good in times, but sometimes you just want to be heard, right? It's like, just listen to me. I don't always need a resolution or a fix it to the problem. I just want you to sit with me and listen. Um, and so I think just like feeling supported and encouraged in that way is a great way to just love on the women around you. Um, and I think just yeah, being a mom sometimes is hard. It can be draining. Um, it can be discouraging when you pour your whole life into a tiny human and then they just throw something at you or, <laughs> you know, it's like, man, I work so hard. I try to be so gracious and I try to get on your level and really make sure we understand. And then it's like not reciprocated. <laughs> um, and so I think it can just get discouraging, right? You can kind of create like this weary soul of just like exhaustion almost. Um, so I think just as a man in the room, just speaking life back into the women around you, just speaking encouragement, um, being a voice of just, hey, you're really good at this, or just being, um, yeah, just a voice of hope and love and um, encouragement, really. And I, mm -hmm. I do think that is lacking today. Um, and so I think, yeah, just continue to encourage and love on the women around you and just always make sure to build them back up um, because it is hard work being a mom. Ah. I truly truly think it's one of the hardest things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, amen, yeah, amen. Well, um, we, 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 that's such a good word of encouragement. We, we hear that and we receive it and I'll, I'll try to do better. So, well, what I wanna do, Maddie, first of all, thank you so much. I know you're a mom, it's Mother's Day. You've given up some precious, precious time to actually come and to invest in us and encourage us. So I just wanna thank you for everything you said and everything you shared with us today. And what I wanna do is uh, ask Maddie if she would just pray over us as a church family, specifically the moms and the ladies uh, joining us today. And then I'm gonna pray for Maddie uh, to dismiss us. So let's pray together. God, we just thank you uh, just for this moment, God. We just thank you for all the people that are in the room, God. I thank you that they chose to even come today. God, I just thank you for this safe space that Traders Point is and just that people are able to just come here and gather each week. Uh, God, we just thank you for your grace. Um, we thank you just for the life that is possible in you, God, that you give us our identity and that, that comes from no one but you. God, and I just wanna take time to specifically pray for all the moms in the room. Um, we know that there's some people out there that are just struggling with infertility or um, maybe have had miscarriages or whatever, whatever it is, God. I pray that you'll just speak hope into their heart right in this moment, God, that you'll just shower them with love, God. Um, we thank you that you are capable of miracles. And so we just speak to their wombs, God. Um, we just pray that you will make a way, God, because only you can do that. We just pray that you will make a way um, when there is no way. And so we just thank you for that. We thank you for all the moms in the room who are just weary, God, um, that who have just invested everything into their kid, maybe have a child who has wandered or, um, or just having a hard time in motherhood, God. I pray that you will just speak hope into their heart, God, that you'll just restore their faith, that you'll just restore their love for their kids and just give them a passion um, to be a mom again, God. And we just thank you for anyone that's experienced loss or um, is an adoptive mom or foster mom, God. I just thank you for um, just how you design us all so uniquely, God. 
how you've created us all to just do something incredible. And I thank you um, just for what you're doing. So I just pray for all the women that you'll just continue to encourage their hearts, raise them up. And we thank you just for um, all the women who are really raising up the next generation. God, what a gift it is to be able to raise up the next generation and just have... um, just kids that will run after you, God. And so we just pray that, we pray over our kids that they'll just be a generation who just seek you fiercely. And um, we just thank you, God, for all that you're doing and pray that all the moms will just feel loved, seen, celebrated, um, and just adored today, God. It's in your name we pray. Father, I just wanna lift up Maddie to you and I thank you for who she is and for how you've gifted her. God, I know that her words impacted many people today. And uh, I just ask that uh, they would feel encouraged and uh, identified with uh, just through the common struggles that we all have in life. And uh, Lord, I know that the last few months have been a real challenge uh, for Maddie and Carson. And I thank you for the way that they have received unexpected news for the character that's been on display and how they've chosen uh, to uh, represent you so well in the midst of just uh, an experience that few of us will ever have. And so God, I just uh, pray that today she would get more out of what she's given to us and that as she leaves today, that she would feel um, the closeness of your presence more than ever, that you really are the same God, that you're gonna continue to tell a story through her life as you've been doing for years. And God, I just ask that you would give her extra uh, measure of your grace and your peace and your love, that you would expand her capacity as a mom to love her daughters really well, to, uh, to uh, love Carson and uh, really well, and uh, to uh, reach out to the people that uh, you'll cross, she'll cross paths with in a new um, place. And this wasn't uh, something that they would have chosen for themselves, but I'm confident that in the near future, they're gonna look back and see your hand all over it, that there was a reason behind it and that uh, what the enemy meant for evil, you can turn for good. And so God, I just ask that she would know that uh, her church family is rallying around her and Carson and their family. We love them, we're cheering for them, we're praying for them. And uh, I just pray that whatever is around the corner that you'd prepare her feet for it so that she stays steady in the midst of that. And so um, we thank you for the father that you are to serve us in the midst of our need and our challenge. We ask this in Jesus name. And everybody said, amen. Would you please give Maddie another? Thank you so much. Great. Thank you, Maddie. All right. Well, uh, so good to have you with us today. If this was your first time, welcome. Go have an incredible Mother's Day. Enjoy the weather. And we will see you back here next week.